What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Animation Revaluation Podcast. Celeste, you there? You know I'm always here. What's up? I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Well, oh. I'm here, so... Oh, you didn't hear... I said, I'm always here. Yeah, and then yeah. I said, what's up? <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, I didn't hear that, I swear. I was like, why is it silent awkward? I don't have a gun to her head, guys, I swear. She's doing the podcast of her own accord. That's what you tell them. <laughs> Blink twice if you need help, but there's no camera. <laughs> no camera. Blink furiously. Blink furiously. Hey, 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 I said twice. That's too much now. Oh, man. So are you you ready for what we're doing today? Uh, No, because um, today's topic is very emotional, and I cried like a baby. Yeah. (laughs) During the whole movie. Oh, boy. So, to anyone who wasn't here last week, and, uh, didn't read the title for this stream or video or whatever you're watching on or maybe listening uh, we're doing a silent voice which is uh, it's a really good movie Koe no Katachi which is the Koi butchered girl. way to say it <laughs> the butchered American way to say it uh, but we try yeah but e- even even before talking about it I just want to say Please go watch this movie. But trigger warning, there is stuff dealing with, you know, suicide and depression. So, you know, be careful with that. Uh, so should I just like go into a summary real quick? Yep, go into a summary. Okay, so a silent voice was a manga originally turned into a movie, and it was written and illustrated by Yoshitoki Moima. I'm sorry if I butchered her name. <laughs> uh, it was animated by Kyoto Animation, who are currently going through, you know, a, a rebuilding after that, you know, arson happened. Uh, big ups to them. And they did a wonderful job in this movie. Now, as far as for what it's actually about, since this isn't, you know, episodic or segmented material like we usually have on the podcast. I thought it would be best to just give us general summary first and then go into greater detail later as we discuss things throughout the podcast. So, as far as the movie goes, we learn at the very beginning of our movie that our protagonist, uh, his name is Shoya, which I probably butchered again. <laughs> uh, I, think you, I, I think you pronounced it correctly. This this time, because I, when I first watched the movie, because this is my... I, I kid you not, I think it's like my fourth time watching the movie. Uh-huh. The, the other three times I watched it with the Japanese dub, and this is the first time I watched it with English. And I'm pretty certain that you pronounce it the way that they did. Okay, great. <laughs> Big ups to me then. Uh, so we learn that he uh, he wants to kill himself. And this is this is him to, to our viewers who are just listening. He's just generic anime high school boy, black hair. Um... We don't know why he wants to kill himself, though. All we know is that he, he plans to. He's He's gone through with his plan, and he's sold his, his bed and, like, other things. He's ripped up his calendar past a certain day. 
Jerry's uh, quit his job after he saved a bunch of money. And we're just left like, okay, why does this guy want to kill himself? And we get a flashback and learn that he, in his youth, when he was in like grade school, uh, he bullied a deaf girl who we find out is named Shoko Nishimiya. And let me see, this is this is him when he was a kid. That's that's young boy Bolishoya. And this is who he bullied. Let me see, I should have a picture here. Ah uh, yes. Little Nishimiya. Little, little Shoko. And she was she was a new student, she came in, they found out she was deaf, immediately bullied. Uh he and the other students in the class bullied her harshly, and they did things like ripping out and destroying her hearing aids. And eventually this comes to the principal's attention, because the cost of new hearing aids became so immense for uh, Shoko's mother. And all the kids just immediately blamed Shoya. So his mother has to pay Shoko's mother back the money, and we'll talk about that later. Uh, but they move on. A couple of days pass, and... Shoko and Shoya get into a physical confrontation in school, you know, a physical fight, and afterwards, Shoko ends up transferring out, leaving Shoya, who is now the one being bullied by the rest of his class, they all turned on him, and now they're bullying him harshly. And all these years later, Shoya feels immense regret and has developed severe depression. He feels like he doesn't deserve to live, so he saved money to pay his mother back for when she had to pay for the hearing aids. And his last deed that he wants to do is to find Shoko and give her back her old notebook that she would use to communicate with her classmates because they didn't know sign language at the time. They would just write. Uh, he does end up meeting her again, but something compels him to no longer want to kill himself and instead he wants to become friends with her and try to make amends for the past by helping her form new and better relationships with their old classmates. And then the movie goes on this route and through some twists and turns we get an ending where Shoya has learned that life is worth living and feels like he's finally ready to move on and live his life to the fullest. And that's just the general summary. A lot of shit happens. Oh yeah. So what, what do you what do you think uh, what do you think we should hit first? I think we should start from the beginning and then move up. Um, it's, like I said, it's, it, like, you know, Lizer says, it, it's really a sensitive subject, and, um, we, like, when it starts off, um, Shoya, he literally, like, it, you just see him getting all, like, he's, like, marking down the days. Like, he has a set date for his, like, I don't know if we're gonna get, like, I don't know if I, should we even say the word? Suicide? Suicide way. Yeah, suicide way. But anyways. Suicidal. <laughs> he has suicidal tendencies. Yeah. He, and um he didn't he like mark down a day and it's just literally the last day. Yeah, literally the last day. And um, you know, Liza's right, we don't know why he wants to, and then it goes uh, flashback to when he's a child. And um I noticed that like at first it didn't like the bullying didn't start like right away they I noticed that um what triggered it was when 
um, the teacher asks uh, one student to read something and she reads it and the teacher like mocks her. Right. He mocks her saying, oh, like you, you can't read properly, you know, like are, are you a child or something like that. Yeah. And then, like um, a kindergarten or something like that. Yeah, something like that. And so then, um, uh, Shok, oh my god, so Sh- uh, Shok, like, oh my, what's your name again? <laughs> Shoko. Shoko, like Shoko, I kept saying, I wanted to say Shoka, but I'm like, that's not it. Shoko, so she reads, and of course, she's not pronouncing anything correctly, it's all slurs, and then the teacher is like, oh, you did a wonderful job, you know, sit down. And that's when Shoya stands up and he mocks her. Yeah. He like makes kind of the same thing. Yeah, he makes fun of it. And so then, you know, that the teachers like knock it off. And that's when like everything starts becoming more severe. Yeah, because at first they were actually willing to help her. Like pretty much everyone except Shoya was willing to help uh Shogun. Mm-hmm. Um like uh the girl that the teacher dissed, uh her right there uh what is her name i always like i blocked out her name because honestly i don't like her i forgot her name i one of what's funny when i when i when i watched the movies like the first time i didn't like her but when i watched it this like when i rewatched it again today i have a new perspective of her and i was like holy crap like out of all these characters like yeah she's a total bitch but out of everybody, she was the one that was like, you know, you guys, no one should put, you know, be the victim. No one's the victim because everybody had a part in it. Yeah, so she's a total bitch, but she owns it. She she says that she's a bitch. She, um, she says that she is. Naoka, that's her name, Naoka. Naoka. I knew her last name, I just didn't remember her first name. Um, so she she's actually willing to help at first, and she goes to, to Shoko. And she'll, you know, tap on her to let her know it's her turn to read. She'll take notes for her. Everything was fine. The only person who really had any intent to bully was Shoya. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, Naoka likes Shoya, which I don't think the movie really gets into too much. The movie doesn't get into it. it it's the manga that does. The manga does get into it I, Because I, I, I remember she did say that she likes him. But when I was rewatching the movie, it I I it did not say it at all. Right. So that's basically why she starts to bully her. Like she she's a little upset because she's like, Oh, the the teacher talks too fast, I can barely get my own notes down, why do I have to do it for someone else? But she's still doing it. It's not until Shoya actually takes that first step and starts doing the bullying that anyone else steps up to do it as well. So he's kind of like the ringleader of it. And he has he has his his little group of friends that he he uh that he walks around with right here the crew it's three boys so it's it's shoya in the middle there uh we have kisuke who is you know a little tubby he's he's kind of like the the side character like he nobody i don't even think in the manga i gave much detail about him not even the manga gave so much detail yeah. about it. Like in the movie, it's like he was just there. Yeah. Like, I I feel like just there to be like the three musketeers. Like right. that's it. And then we have Kazuki, 
and Kazuki, the, the way I viewed it was like, Shoya was the, was the ringleader, and Kazuki was like the laid back type guy that like just went along with things. Mm-hmm. But as I stated before, when Shoko leaves, they start bullying him. And it seemed like Kazuki was the one that really started it. Yeah. So it's like he waited for his chance and now he's the ringleader, you know? Huh. Yeah. So because the, I uh-huh. Because I noticed too when um when Shoko leaves and when the teacher's like when they're like we're gonna press charges. And you know, I find it like I said, I it's funny because it's like they are quick to blame Shoya, you know? The teacher was like, it's Shoya, he's the one that's been bullying, you know, he's the one that's, you know, everybody knows it's him, and then Shoya, like, right away, it's like, wait, it's not just me, it's everybody else. Yeah. And everybody's, like, taking a back seat, it's like, dude, like, we didn't do nothing, it was just you all along. Right. And the only person who actually didn't bully her, because, honestly, even the teacher bullied her. Maybe not to her face, but he did. Uh was this one girl named Sahara and she showed interest in learning sign language and speaking to Shoko on on those terms she wanted to become her friend and she was I guess the best way to say it is she was young and and insecure about herself and when they saw that she was warming up to Shoko they started to like kind of bully her a little bit and she just could not handle that at all and was immediately transferred out like before even Shoko left she just she was gone one day and nobody knew what happened to her and then and then that's when the bullying raised with the girls because they're like it's because of you she's gone exactly yeah when really yeah when really it was them and then i guess just to just to get you know the childhood stuff out of the way there was also um naoka's friend honestly annoyed the crap out of me like i like she's i hate like you don't like the other one i it's her that i hate like i dislike the most well here's the thing she's also who i dislike the most because where naoka owns up and says i know i did these things i know they were wrong but i'm not the only one the whole time miki's like i did nothing wrong i it was not me even though she was there the whole time partaking and everything yeah she just like fabricated the story so she didn't have any involvement in it what what i don't like is that she she's so over the top yeah she would start crying she's super dramatic yeah like there's an incident too with shoyo where shoyo like um confronts her like hey you know did you tell what's his name about what happened and like right in front of everybody how can you make up false accusations about me i'm not that type of person i'm just like oh my gosh woman As I said before, we, we, we go through the bullying, and they're ripping out her hearing aids. Um, when She when, gets injured once. Yeah, they because I guess one of the hearing aids was eventually like embedded in the ear, because I know that those exist. Uh, I, did, I don't think it ever goes into detail about how exactly she, the injury happens. I'm assuming that that's what it was. They, the mother probably got tired of her losing them, 
because she probably wasn't telling her about the bullying. She just told her she was losing them. And she decided, okay, you can't lose this if it's part of you. And then the you know, Shoya rips it out and she's bleeding. And it was a lot of blood, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it was. So, the principal has to come in and it's like, okay, the, the price is over a million yen, which is what, like, $10,000 US, somewhere around there. It's um, a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. And, you know, the teacher's like, okay, uh, the principal says, like, oh, come forward. And Shoya has this moment where he's going to say it's him. Because it, the, the movie doesn't go into it too much, but the manga does. Uh, he's raised solely by his mother. His At this point in his childhood, his sister is off, like, doing whatever she wants. She's, like, a wild child. She's had 30-plus boyfriends, and she's just going crazy. But you get none of this information in, in the movie. Mm -mm. Uh, so he he has, like, a, a wild streak in himself as well. Obviously, you do see the bullying. But it's because he gets the influence from his sister. But his mother's really all he has. And when they say the price, he looks, he thinks back, and he's like, okay, my mom runs you know a hair salon we don't have too much money we don't have many customers coming in how is how is she gonna deal with this and he he's like hesitant to, to lift his hand and then the teacher yells out like we know it's you and that's when he starts making the accusations okay everyone else did why is it just me blah 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 and then the the his his friends that i mentioned before they uh like push him in that they have outside of the school? Was it a pond? It, it, I think it was like a pond. Yeah. And they, they like have it's, outside of the school. Like, yeah, like, uh, there's a school here. Like, there's an elementary school here where I live. And they have a pond, like, right in front of their school. Right. It, it's like a makeshift one. And that's what the one that they had in the, in the anime show slash manga. So yeah, his his two homies here, they uh, they're like, why would you you know try to pin it on us when it was you who started everything and blah blah blah, and that's when the bullying actually starts from him and he gets ostracized. Uh, so he he goes home, he's pissed off, and when he gets home, his mother, who I actually have a picture of here, uh, her name is Miyako by the way. Uh, she's there, and she's on the phone with I'm guessing the the principal um because i don't feel like the teacher would would make any steps to try to do anything other than what he needs to do with his job uh, the teacher annoyed the shit out of me too yeah yeah uh, like like I, I i got i had the vibe that he really hated his job oh yeah absolutely um so his mother's there and, and she gets the call and he tries to just go upstairs and she stops him just like you you're gonna listen to me when I talk to you, type of thing. And um, she's trying to reprimand him, but she sees that he's soaking wet. And she's like, "Oh, why? Why are you wet?" And you know, it's because his friends beat him up and threw him in water. And he's like, "Oh, I jumped off the bridge. I, it was a challenge. You know, me and, me and the guys were playing around." And he's getting angry. He's not looking at her this whole time. So finally, he turns around and looks at her, and she's crying. And he he just like stops them in his tracks. Because again, that's. All he has, he can't, no matter how much of an asshole he is when he's young like this, he can't bear to see his mother upset. Uh, so it stops him dead in his tracks, and she tells him, you know, we're gonna go, we're gonna apologize, we're gonna pay them back the money, blah, blah, blah. 
Uh, he's young, so I don't think he understands exactly how much money it is, but he knows it's a lot. Uh, it actually shows us a scene of his mother going to the bank and just getting like a stack of cash. And he sees that and just has this moment of like, oh shit. Uh, so they go and he stays in the car while his mother meets with Shoko's mother, who I also have a picture of. Uh, here she is, Mrs. Nishimiya. tell right like he literally did not care about anything and anyone and when we see him older like he has severe anxiety I mean like severe and he can't look anybody in the face like when you're watching the anime even when you read the manga everybody has an X on their face like he's he's too scared because he knows what he did in his past was bad that he just thinks everybody's always talking bad about him because after um, graduating from elementary school his friends right away were like oh yeah don't become friends with Shoya because he bullied a death girl like he's the worst yeah they just kept it going all throughout his like middle school life up until high school where mm-hmm. they finally you know split up but the only one he goes to school with is um, Miki yeah Miki but you know, she she did no wrong, and she has no reason to talk to him, so doesn't really She's matter. <laughs> so she said. Yeah. So so he has this plan to commit suicide, and you know we we've already gone through all the steps he took and everything. Uh, he meets Shogo again, and he gives her back her book, and he she 
guy. Yeah, what a guy. <laughs> um, and she, she's, you know, excited about it. She doesn't show too much excitement because she's still a little cautious. Uh, but he, he asks her if they can be friends, and he does the sign language for you and I friends, which is what she did when they were young. And he has this realization of like, oh, that's what you were telling me back then. And she's he just wanted, happy about it. He wanted to be friends with him. Yeah. So he, he even, like, when he leaves, he's like, why did I say that? I have a plan. Why didn't I do this? Blah, blah, blah. And he just can't come to grips with it, but he knows he wants to see her again. Uh, but as we said, he has anxiety, he has depression. He doesn't know how to go about approaching her for that again. Uh... Do you want to talk about what happened when he went home and woke up the next day? Oh my goodness. <laughs> he went home, he woke up, went down to breakfast, eating breakfast with his little cute niece, Maria. Oh yeah, Maria. Which, I have a picture of which, her. Which, by the way, like, I, what I love is they added diversity into this. Little Maria... And so they're eating breakfast, and the mom's like, "Oh, you know, like," and he's like, "Well, you're such, you're in a good mood." And then she's like, "Oh yeah, look what I woke up to," you know. And she like he, he he gave the cash to his mom, you know, like that he owed her. And so she's like, "Oh look," and she's like, "Oh you, you know, you're, I, I'm so lucky to have such a great son, and you know, very responsible and blah blah blah." But then she's like, "But then I found out you wanted to kill yourself," and she starts freaking out. And so she's arguing with him, and she's like holding the cash up, like it's in the envelope. So she's holding it up, and she's like holding a lighter under it, and she's like, "Tell me you're not, tell me you're not gonna kill yourself, or I'm gonna burn this money, and it's gonna like all go to waste." And so then he goes, he begs, he's like, I, "I'm not gonna kill myself. I'm sorry." And then she's like, "Good." And then she accidentally burns the money. <laughs> I, I love what the way, a scene. like, she was nonchalant about it at first, too. She's like, oh, it's such a good day, blah, blah, blah. Hey, by the way, uh, why would you want to kill yourself? And he, he doesn't even oh, he, really he, react he to it. Even he, he just tries to explain. And then she's like, like I knew it! He, he literally doesn't bat an eye, and he just, like, explains his whole situation. The mom's like, oh, this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I, there's probably, like, a way you can go in depth and look at the character and, and see why he reacted that way because you know i'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist or anything like that but i've heard that people with depression and who've had it for so long they think that their thoughts are normal everyday thoughts so he yeah, might be no. thinking yeah everyone thinks about killing themselves at some point so she's just asking me why i want to do it now mm -hmm. I never really thought about it that, like that before. This anime makes you think. Oh yeah, it makes you feel some things. <laughs> I was telling Lizer, I was literally bawling right from the beginning to the very end that I had high blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so he goes on and like all he can really think about is how to approach her again. So he goes to where he found her, which, by the way, is a sign language class. And when he he, he knocks on the door, he's answered by... Da, 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 Yuzuru. 
who is this short-haired little person uh, who's just like very standoffish with him. It's like, why do you want to see her? She's not here, even though she's literally right behind Yuzu. Uh, I wish you, you got a screenshot where, where you can't see Shoko right behind him. Yeah, I wish I did too. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Uh, so he's he's like, um, well, what what can I do? I don't know what to do. And Yuzuru's just like, kind of like go shooting away. him off. Yeah. So <laughs> he go away. he leaves, but he actually finds he sees Shoko again, and she's feeding the fish in the river. And that's when he gets the idea, bread. I need to bring bread because then I'll have eggs. No, 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 no. Because he was so he so it's the next day, right. and he's trying to oh, figure. Yeah. He's trying to figure out what I need to do something, and then he, at the start of the school, um, it, I forgot what's his name, the one that's getting his, his bike taken away, or the guy's trying to take away his bike. Oh, his oh right yeah I completely skipped over that wow. Hey. Uh, yeah I have him here. Uh, Nagatsuka. That name. Yeah, also known as Steven Universe. <laughs> well, was it? Well, I, well, actually, I don't remember when Steven U Universe was. No, Steven Universe was before. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, so yeah, so he, he, some guy is trying to take away his bike, and he's like, "Someone help me!" I'm, so he's trying to steal my bike, and then um, that's when uh, Sho goes over. And he's like, "You can take my bike." And so the guy takes his bike, and then that's that. And then at the end of the day, uh, Shoko's like, well, "What was I gonna expect? Like, my bike's gone. I'm never gonna see it again." And so as he's walking, he's trying to come up with ways to see Shoko. And as he's walking, uh, a piece of paper like flies, and he's like chasing it. And then he catches it, and it says like 50% off bread. And then he's like, "That's when he's like, bread. I can take her bread." <laughs> It's a sign from the heavens. <laughs> and uh, he, he, he does go to take the bread. He, you know, he's a man who sticks to his, his guns, you know? Uh, he's, he's able to meet up with her, right? Does he meet up with her? Nope. Friend? No. Nope. So he goes, and then um, I forgot his name. Yuzuru? Him. Steven Universe. <laughs> oh, okay. Steven Universe, yeah. He um he runs into show and he's like, look, I found your bike. The the douche like threw it up, threw it in the rice field. Oh right, because so Yuzu then, turned him away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My bad. So then, so then he, he's like, here, look, I, I I got your bike and blah blah blah, and, and like the next day comes and he um shows riding his bike to school and, and he like pedals up fast and he's like, hey, you know, he's starting to talk to him like like if they're friends. And so then, um, he's, he's starting to get friendly with Sho, but Sho is, like, still, like, like, what's up with this guy, yeah, you know, why is he trying to, he's like, why is he trying to talk to me? And so then he, that school day ends, and then, uh, that's when Sho goes back to the sign language class with the bread. Right, okay. Uh, but eventually he is able to meet with her again, and, um, he returns, he... oh, wait. No, no, no. He, he. So he goes I just to talk. Watched the movie. Why can't I remember anything? 
because he he goes to the class and um, Yuzuru's still trying to push him away. Yeah. But that's when Steven Universe comes and he's like, let's show, talk to whoever oh, you want yeah, to talk to. Oh yeah, they get the attention of her. Yeah, he, they get the attention of her because they're causing this big scene. And then and it's and it's and this is and right here is a perfect example of how insecure um, show is because the people in the sign language class are looking over and they're like, oh, it's that nice boy that came the other day. And he's like, no, that's not me. You're mistaken. And he like takes off. Right. Um, and then that's that's when Shoko goes and chase after him. Yeah. So they're eventually able to talk and they're talking on like this bridge nearby the building they were in. And um, Steven Universe and Yuzuru are actually looking from like a balcony because Yuzuru has a camera. And uh, Shoya is, we don't actually get to hear or see what's happening with them because it's from the view of Yuzuru's camera. Uh, so Yuzuru mm -hmm. is doing all the interpretation for us, but Yuzuru is an ash hole kid. And by the way, who's, who's impersonated to be Shoko's quote unquote boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, He's, he's he's saying like oh what are they saying because uh, because Steven Universe here was saying like oh wow he talks with his hands a lot I'm like oh it's sign language dumbass I say like, oh you, yeah. you know sign language uh, can you translate he's like who is that guy you're with oh I don't know he's some loser who's following me <laughs> it's like that's not what he's saying uh, but they're they're having a very civil conversation in all reality and the topic of the book that she used to write in comes up and she she goes to open it. And, you know, they used to bully her, so there's, like, crude drawings in there, and, and he suddenly remembers that, and he's like, wait, no, you don't need to see that. He goes to, like, snatch it out of her hand, and she, you know, reflexively pulls back and accidentally drops it in the river below. So, like, oh, well, what are we, what are we gonna do about this? And she just wastes no time and just jumps in the river, and he follows after. And, and you know, Japan being Japan... They have him, like, land in the perfect spot so that he can almost see up her skirt. But my boy's too much of a gentleman, and he just comes right back up. And he f he comes up with the book on his head, right? Or, like, nearby yeah, it, him? Yeah, it, it was on his head. It was on his head? Okay. So he's like, hey, I, I found it, but uh, she's deaf, <laughs> so she can't hear him. <laughs> uh, and then so it just she's, like, to... practically searching. Yeah, she, she's just, like, diving in and out. But then it, it cuts to them dry land again and um she's he, he's apologizing for everything that happened i don't think i put a picture of her when she's older here she is and, so cute yeah and he's, he's apologizing and everything um what we don't know until later though is that since yusuru was watching the camera he got a uh snapshot of shoya jumping into the river and being the little douchebag he is, he actually makes a fake uh, Twitter account and makes it seem like Shoya did this on purpose. That he's like, hey, look at me, I'm gonna jump in this river even though I know it's illegal. And that actually ends up getting him suspended from school for a week and he has to stay at home. Uh, the issue with that is he has his uh, niece and his mom Maria. tells him yeah Maria his mom tells him I need you to go pick her up and he's like well I'm suspended so I can't leave home which I guess is a thing in Japan because I've never heard of that uh, 
you know. It's just like, oh, it'll be quick. So he, he I guess she was in daycare? Uh, so he, he picks her up, and he takes her to, like, this little park. It's a little playground made for kids, you know, uh, jungle gym, slide, the whole nine yards. And she's playing. He's like, okay, it's time to go home now. And she just goes, show, there's somebody in here. So he goes to check it out, and sure enough, Yuzuru is inside the jungle gym. All dirty, oh, missing, dirty. missing uh, his shoes, uh, just passed out. So, Shoko, no, not Shoko, Shoya. That's hard. <laughs> They're both shows. Yeah, they yeah, even have the same nickname of Show. Yeah. Uh, Sh Shoya wakes him up and is, and is explaining, like, oh, you need, you know, you need to get out of here. This isn't a good place for you to be. And Yuzuru's like, oh, he's, you know, keeping up the act of being Shoko's boyfriend. Uh, I got into argument with her and I ran out blah 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 uh, so eventually Shoya's like alright come over to my place you, know, you can have a place to sleep some dinner so he does uh, cleans up has dinner and he, actually he refuses to eat at first and it's not until Maria no, is like here eat and like holds the takoyaki up to him that he decides it's to cute. eat because she's so damn adorable she is so damn adorable yeah. so Shoya knocks out, and Yuzuru's just there next to him, and I guess Yuzuru's like, fuck this, I'm not taking the hospitality, leaves barefoot again, and it's just pouring rain outside, and Yuzuru stops and sees a dead frog on the pavement, and decides to snap a picture, and suddenly the rain above him stops, and it's because Shoya's there with an umbrella, it's like, hey, I woke oh, up man. and noticed you were, you were gone, and he brought sneakers, for Yuzuru to wear, that way he's not walking around barefoot. His uh, old sneakers when yeah, he was when younger. He was a kid. Uh, so they continue walking, Yuzuru's just, you know, being a dickhead. It's like, oh, you're trying to, you know, take pity on my sister when you used to do this, and blah blah blah. Well, he doesn't say sister. Yeah, he doesn't say sister. Whoops, spoiler. That time. <laughs> uh, but he. It's like, oh yeah, we got in the argument because I used her shampoo, and she was like, oh, I didn't know you guys were. I knew you were dating, but I didn't know you, you lived together. Uh, I promise, I'm not gonna horn in on your territory or anything like that. And that's so funny for him to say. Yeah, <laughs> and he just has like this this breakdown moment where he says like, he won't even look Yuzuru in the eye, and Yuzuru does not have the X like most people. Um, but he he brings the umbrella down so he can't see Yuzuru. He's only looking at Yuzuru's feet. And he's talking about, like, you're right, I'm a horrible person. I'm I'm trying to get what I want out of this. And what he wants is basically forgiveness. But he's seeing it as a selfish thing. And Yuzuru mm -hmm. has this moment where he picks up the umbrella and just kind of accepts Shoya in that moment. He's like, you know what? You're real, dog. Yeah. You're real. And they keep walking to like this small bridge pass and the rain stops and he's like all right well this is this is far enough i'm good and he starts walking and turns back around it's like by the way i'm not her boyfriend i'm actually and then he does sign language and shoya has to like think about it for a second it's like what is sister little sister little sister oh my god and um yuzuru is like yep 
walks away, and then you just see her mom just zooming straight to Shoya, and just smacks the hell out of him. And yeah, and Shoya's just like, "Oh, I know you. You're Shoko's mom." Yeah, literally, that's it. Walks away. It's like, "Why are you with this boy?" Just walks away, and tugs Yuzuko with her, and that's basically the end of that night. Yeah. Mom came off as, as such a bitch for so much of the movie. Which is kind of understandable. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's the guy that tormented your daughter. You yes. Know? And she has reasons so outside I, of that, too, to act the way she does. Which, actually, the movie doesn't, imp- like, they show. Not I at all. So I guess we can we can talk about that now, because it's not actually in the movie. So we can talk about it at any time. Yeah, so the mom is going through, a, like real hard stuff like at home um like i said it's been a while since i read the manga i know the whole divorce with her husband yeah was an issue oh yeah like that's that's the one thing i i remember and i remember that was Uh i I would say that's the only thing i remember like in the manga so the the husband was... was actually from a wealthy family and and they were pretty well off with him um but Shoko was born and she has you know the the deafness you know that that's her her disability and the family's like well we can't have someone from our lineage be like this you know you must be tainted goods if if you know this child that that you you bear is defective and blah blah yeah, blah yeah they they blamed her i yeah, remember now and then she, they she's literally her. saying like the doctor says that this comes from the father's side of the family this specific form of deafness which i don't know if that's you know something taken just for the the manga where there's different forms of deafness or if that's a real thing uh but she's saying like this specific one is traced through male genealogy and it's through his line that she got this and they just refuse to accept that and yeah the, the father is right there he's like i don't i don't bear kids like that there's no way i'm too good and just like cut all ties with them yeah. So the, the mother has to live like this hardened life for her kids. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, and I wish, I wish, like, I get, you know, there's, like, limitations that what they can bring from the manga, but I wish they would have brought the mom elements to it as well, so oh, we yeah. can get a better understanding. Definitely. Uh, so what would be next, then? So after, I'm trying to remember, too. So after that, there's... Um, I think that's, I think, um, they go, I, I want to get to the part where they want to go find the friends, but I feel like that wasn't around that time. I mean, that's basically what happens next. Like, they hang out a couple of times, and they, you know, exchange pleasures. Oh, oh, because, um, he, he hangs out with, um, Steven Universe. Like, they start, like, Steven Universe is like, come on, let's start hanging out, and they show, like, um, uh, montage. What is it called? Is that montage. montage? Montage of them like hanging out and having a good time. And even he's like, "Am I like, am I allowed to have fun?" You know. Yeah. And so then finally they're eating, and then that's when he's like, "Hey, what makes a friend? Like, is there like an initiation? Is there like a code? What is there anything?" Oh yeah, you gotta and, have their yeah. phone number. 
and then uh steven that's when steven universe just like here give me your hand and they shake on it and he's like <laughs> this is just a thing now. he's just steven universe <laughs> yeah i don't know his name <laughs> like i forgot and i liked him he's, he's one of my he's one of my faves he's like up there yeah he's just like a little bowl of of just wholesomeness but he's just a side character honestly <laughs> But he's a good side character. Nagatsuka. And um, and he's just like, there's nothing to it, you know. We're just friends. And so then, he uh, show becomes better. Uh, so him and show start hanging out with um, Choko and Yuzuru at the pond feeding the ducks. And then that's when uh, he shows like, oh, can I have your number? Like, but he's not <laughs> oh, he saying. Tries to, yeah. he, he, he's too shy. And then he like points at his phone. He's like, he, he's like, is there anyone you want to get in contact with? He was trying to imply himself, but Shoko took it as I want to get in, in contact with um, the girl that left, the one that got bullied with because of Shoko. Sahara. Sahara, yeah. And so then um, uh, Show takes it seriously, and he goes back. He, the next day he goes back to school and he talks to Mickey, the one that was in the elementary school with him and he's like, hey, do you know anything about Sahara? And then, uh, Sahara? I wanted to say Sahara, but anyway, Sahara? Yeah, <laughs> and then, and, the, and so, she's like, well, no, I, I don't know anything about her, but you can, you know, look at the records. And so show goes, and um, I guess he finds it. Doesn't show in the in the movie, but I guess he goes looks and finds it. Cause I don't remember in the manga too, like what he does. Yeah. And so then um, him and Steven Universe are at the train station, and then they meet up with uh, Yazuru and Shoko. And so then they go, I guess, into another town, and um, they get off the train. And as they're going down the escalator. He's like, oh man, how are we going to find her? And then so happens she's riding up the escalator and she spots them and she's like, holy crap, it's, it's Shoko. I've been looking for you. <laughs> and so then they, you know, they meet up and her and Shoko and uh, Sahara are talking, like doing sign language. And um, she apologizes to Shoko for just leaving her. Yeah. And, um, show becomes awkward because he feels like he's like it looked it looked awkward it, it did feel like if he was a third wheel yeah like, so like we're like seeing it through his eyes so it was probably fine yeah. honestly for him to be there but he has such low self-worth that he's like ah, they don't need me he just like he doesn't even say anything he's like i'm going to the bathroom but he just ditches yeah he just takes off and then after that uh you know the uh sahara and shoko exchange phone numbers and and Shoko um, like thanks him for doing this for him, right. or for her, for her. Uh, but when he ditched, he actually ran into an old friend. See, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> the the one that the one that speaks her mind. Yeah, Naoka, and she has like these kitty ears on, and she actually gives him this like advertisement for a job. It's called like the Kitty Cat Club. Uh, which sounds like a horrible place for a high school girl to work at. I thought it was a yeah. I thought it was a meow meow club. I think it de depends on like which version you're watching, like whoever localized it. So mm -hmm. meow meow club, kitty cat club. There's like different variations of it, but it whatever it is, it sounds like it should not be a place that high schoolers go to. But I swear it's perfectly fine for a high schooler to work at. Um, cat cafe. Yeah, it's just a cat cafe. 
so he he kind of has this moment of like, was that her? I I don't know if that was her because <laughs> he, he just can't believe that she would be in that getup. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they it was Sahara and Shoko. They went to karaoke and they sent him a video, and Shoko texts him and says that she wants to. Uh, meet up with more of their old friends so he's like okay well now I know where Naoka is I just have to work up the courage to go there so Steven Universe is like oh come on dude we'll go and they, they wear like these disguises <laughs> basically <laughs> and go to the club and Naoka is actually there but as soon as she sees him come in she's like oh shit I gotta hide uh, even though I'm the one who told him to come uh, so she hides. I believe he actually came. Yeah, she hides. He he wastes an hour there. Uh, but he gets this little, like, cat purse, I think it was? Yeah, it was a cat purse. Yeah, and, and it's going to be a souvenir for Shoko. So, um, Yuzuru has gotten into the habit of coming to visit him. And just, like, hanging out with Maria and his mom. Uh, so he just passes it on to, to Yuzuru to give to Shoko. And she brings it home. She's like, oh, I got you a present. And Shoko's actually on her bed just, like, crying. She's covering one ear, uncovering it, and just tearing up. And there, there, was a, there was a scene before uh, Yuzuru came in. And it was a scene with her and her grandma at the doctor's office. And you could tell she was receiving bad news. Yeah, like her hearing is getting worse or something, probably. That's, it, yeah, that's what seems like it's being implied yeah um they re- they really don't say anything like they just show us a scene and, and with like nothing yeah with no words I, you just basically gotta pull your own thing out of it um but shoko's having a hard time so so yuzuru just leaves it at the base of her bed uh but the next morning she seems pretty fired up and happy mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's always a good thing <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> Why no? Th- that's a sign of the de- you know depression. What? You know? No way. <laughs> if you're happy, you're happy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, so the next day, um, Sho is um, at a stoplight and he sees Shoko across the street. And as he's waiting for the light to go green, um, I forgot her name again. <laughs> Naoka. Naoka. Naoka? Naoka. I should just call her Neon. Oh my god. I'll probably get, like, I'll probably get <laughs> axed. Anyways. <laughs> so she, she, she goes and she sits on his bike and she starts talking to her. I mean him. She starts talking to him like, hey... Man, I know it's been such a long... And I mean, like, she's casually, like... Like, if they were in contact for, like, a long time. Yeah. Like, she just casually talks to him, like, Hey, yeah, I know, like, you went through shit. And, and you know, in elementary school and middle school. And I did buy and did nothing. And I just, like, let it happen. And, you know, like, oh, well. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, she's like, it was no like, big deal, though. You're right. Which yeah, was, you're right. Which is just, like textbook abuser 
and so then she so she's just like talking to him and then she looks across the street and she's like like oh holy shit that shoko the death girl you know that we used to bully and blah 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 and she's like I, you know like look at her being by herself she's probably lonely she's probably miserable and she's like talking all this mad shit about her and shows just like get off my bike like i'm i'm done talking to you and she's like you hate me and he's like probably like literally he's like probably literally the first time we see him stand up to anybody and it's not even for yeah. himself it's for shoko yeah and then so then he's like you know literally goodbye you know so then he starts going across the street and she like books it in front of him and she gets to shoko before he does and she's just like oh hi it's been so long you know since we've seen you and she's just like she's just making fun of her yeah she takes out her her hearing aids again yeah she takes off her earring aids and she's like come on show let's let's play what let's play you know keep away like we used to do in elementary school and then he's like no like he's like i i'm not that person anymore and then she like oh you got to be kidding me gives back show the hearing aids and then just takes off just like nonchalant, like nothing happened. Yeah. I hate her. <laughs> I hate her so much. <laughs> yeah, like um, she's really not like the best person. Yeah. But I, I like that she lets she puts everybody in their place. Yeah, you know? definitely. I, I think she's not made to be likable. Like that, I think that's supposed to be her point. She's not a likable person. Mm-hmm. But not being likable and not being able to forgive someone are two different things mm-hmm. uh, so, so what was next because it, honestly it's just kind of like it, no, it yeah, it's it a just couple like, times where it's just like montage of them helping helping each other out and, and you know hanging out and stuff and then um, there's a scene where um, uh, show goes back to, to class and he's talking to Mickey I forgot what he's asking her but he's talking to her and then she kind of like pulls him aside and she like whispers to him. She's like, oh, you know, see that guy? Like he thinks you're cool and he wants to be your friend. Oh, yes. And then, and then he joins friend. the guy that she's she wants to impress. Yeah, Mashiba. Mashiba. Uh, they don't really get into it in the movie, but in the manga we find out that he actually has a history of being bullied and he's strictly against bullying and he like harshly is against it so like mm-hmm. he, he says something along the lines of like i could not forgive anyone who has ever done bullying ever they are non-redeemable not knowing the history of shoya who he's yeah. trying to become friends with so uh-huh. shoya's trying to like hide that from him and uh he starts being paranoid that he's going to to tell him uh and he actually in the movie he, he does say that even though we have no context for it he, he says, like, oh, did you tell him that I, I did this? And she just, like, gets all dramatic again. Like, oh, how could you say that to me? I didn't say anything. How can you make false accusation? I am such an angel. I would never talk shit about you. Yeah, but then she starts yelling out, I never told him about how you did this and this and that. Basically telling everyone in the classroom about the things Everybody he did. in the classroom. Like, and his, then, like, his worst nightmare, basically. And his, like his anxiety goes through the roof that it makes him sick that he like walks away yeah like he has to walk away because he just can't deal with it and he basically just becomes a husk of himself for a while yeah and he can't really communicate or or you know have social interaction with anyone 
Uh, but he still meets up with Shoko mm-hmm. and Yuzu and Steven Universe. And eventually it becomes like a let's all hang out at the bridge type of thing. And everyone comes. Mm-hmm. Miki and Naoka as well. And, and this guy. Yeah, and that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, guy. Actually, was, was this before or after the, the uh, carnival? It's after the carnival because like during the they go to the carnival you know they have a good time and that's when um joe was like am i allowed to have friends like am i allowed to have a good time because he he looks down on himself he's always thinking so much negative thoughts that he thinks that he's not allowed to enjoy life that he's not allowed to enjoy like happiness like he is he punishes himself that he he is not allowed to do anything fun or he he's supposed to suffer for the rest of his life and actually at that carnival um it was all of them again by the way at the carnival or mm-hmm. amusement park i mean yeah um naoka actually kind of forces him to meet up with kazuki again because kazuki is working at a takoyaki stand at the uh at the amusement park and he doesn't know neither one of them know that she's going to do this and Shoya looks up and realizes that it's him. And at this he point, panicked. Naoka didn't have an X on her face. And he, he was starting to trust her again because they had been hanging out as a group. Um, so he started to feel safe around her again. Uh, but as soon as she did this, X's just went up everywhere. Random strangers, uh, this guy's face, her face, uh, just pretty much everyone except his small group of friends that he now has. Uh, and he just like, walks away and basically wants to cut all ties with her right then and there so she gets pissed off and says like oh well me and and uh <laughs> shoko me and shoko yeah you realized i was having trouble with show yeah shoko <laughs> yes. uh, me and shoko are gonna go ride on the ferris wheel and she like drags her along and yuzu was like oh well if you're gonna do that take my camera uh because i want to ride the roller coaster on a ride. to happen to it uh, what we don't know is that when Yuzuru did that, he, she actually hit record. So the camera was recording the whole time. And we find out that that was actually Naoka approaching Shoko and saying, like, I hate you, but I, I want to hear your side of things. But that doesn't change anything no matter what you say. I hate you for, for splitting up my group of friends. I hate you for being involved in his life and stuff like that. And this is actually the first time that we actually get Shoko's reaction to anything. And she just comes out and says she hates herself. She hates that she's like this. And she apologizes for it. And that just, like, sets Naoko off. She's like, do not apologize for anything. Why are you always apologizing? You're the worst kind of person. Just going off. And she actually slaps her. And the, uh, the recording basically ends there. And then we get nothing it. out of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, but then all that other stuff that we were talking about happens, and they have that meetup on the bridge. And at this point, is just a husk of himself who has some issues going on. And he has a breakdown, and it's just like, uh, you did this, and you did that, and we're all bad people, and you're a nobody, and Miki, you say that you're innocent, but you were involved in all this uh sahara well, well, you, well, you ditched us you just ran away yeah yeah but what, what he actually tells mickey is like shut up 
all you want to do is just hear the sound of your voice. Yeah, which is so true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like, and that, yeah. No, and that's and that's when um, uh, Nayuki. Because everybody, no, everybody's like deflecting, and they're like, "How can you say that we're not those things?" And you know, blah blah blah. Oh yeah, and that's when Naoko's like, "No, he's right." No, he's right. <laughs> you know, everybody, er, like you know, especially to uh, Mickey was like, "You act like you're an angel, but you're not an angel." You know, you say you never took part, but you know, you you did. You like you you sat there and, and you watched everything. Like you let everything unfold. Yeah. And so she's like, "So you have a big part of it, just as much as we are. You know, we did." Yeah, exactly. Like, you never once, like, stood up for her. Like, you just cared about yourself. And, like, she was, like, laying it out on everybody. But, and um, then that's... But that's when even she, even she said, she's like... She said that she knows that what she did was wrong, too. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's when, like, everybody's, like, they can't take it no more, and they all split up. Yeah, they all just go their separate ways. And Shoya is just there, like, okay, so... What are we gonna do next? And Shoko has this look on her face of just like sadness. And the scene kind of cuts there, but then they just continue hanging out. And he's just like acting happy. Like he's acting hyper and he's like, oh, I'm so happy that we did this. Oh, this is great. Blah, blah, blah. Like, let's do this tomorrow. Okay, let's do that tomorrow. Yeah, he basically just tries to spend every waking moment with, with them. With Shoko and, and Yuzuru. And then they're eating one day, and he's like, oh, what should we do tomorrow? And they're like, oh, it's actually, we have plans tomorrow. And then um, he's like, what is it? And that's when Shoko's like, oh, he should come. And Yuzo's like, oh, I don't know, that's a good idea. And we find out it's uh, their mom's birthday. Yeah, <laughs> they help make a cake. <laughs> they help make a cake together. And the mom comes home, and she's literally like, what is he doing here? <laughs> oh, let him stay. He's, you know, he helped out, blah, blah, blah. It's it's so awkward. <laughs> it's so awkward, but you know she she allows them to stay and they have cake together. Yeah, and they have a good time. Cake brings people together. It was strawberry cake. Yeah, I love strawberry. Well, it was white cake with strawberries, which is my fave. I was like, good, you guys. Yeah. So they they just they keep they keep at it basically, and then they get to this one trip and. Shoko is very distant the whole time, and um, he he's trying to you know keep her attention. It's like, oh, what do you want to do next? And she just signs to him like goodbye, and just walks away. And he's confused. Oh, by that. are you talking about the festival where no, they go? Not, the festival? Not, yet, not the festival oh. yet. Uh, they're they're just like out somewhere. Like they went to like an aquarium or something. That. Oh, they went like I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I think that was be- I think that was before the mom's birthday. Um, that was before yeah, that was before the be. mom's birthday. Yeah. Well go on. Um and she she just like leaves. And he's confused because he's thinking that he's been doing the right thing this whole time. He doesn't understand that he basically pushed all her friends away from her again. Uh but yeah, the festival. That's that's an interesting one. Yeah, so they end up going to a festival. It's the mom, Yuzuru, uh, Shoko, and uh, Sho. And um, they go, um, they get a spot, they're sitting down, and, you know, they're just enjoying the fireworks. Yuzuru wants to get snacks, so he's, I said he. So she's like, come on, mom, let's go get snacks. And so her and her mom go take off. And so it's just Sho and Shoko. 
and they're just sitting there enjoying the fireworks and then um out of nowhere shoko's like i like she's signing and then um joe's like really you have to do that now and then like she stands up and then he's like well yeah i guess studying is important so she just said that she had she signed him that she had to go and study and so he's like okay you know like be careful be safe going home and you know that's when she walks and um she signs and i feel like that's when she signed goodbye because they've always signed see you uh-huh. and that's when he signs see you and that's when she though she signs goodbye and then he signs see you and she takes off and so then he's sitting on the blanket again and that's when uh yuzuru and the mom come back and then yuzuru's like like uh where's shoko and then he's like oh like she took off and user was like oh i forgot my camera can you go get it and that's and uh show's like yeah i'll go get it so then he goes to their apartment and he knocks on the door and he like goes in and the whole place is dark and he's like oh i wonder why it's so dark in here and so he sees user's camera picks it up and he's like oh you know i should probably make sure this is charged and so like he's checking out the camera and as he's checking the camera, like, fireworks are being um, blown up in the sky. So everything's, like, illuminating in the house. And so then he, like, looks over and he's like, oh, um, you can see the fireworks from here. And as he looks over, he sees uh, Shoko on the balcony. And he's like, oh, there she is. And as he, he sees her, like, she starts to slowly, like, get up on the railing. And then he's like, wait, holy shit, like, is she gonna jump? So then he books it, but then he ends up crashing into a chair, and he's screaming, like, no, don't do it, don't do it. And, um, you know, when, I'm, when I first watched it, the first time I watched it, I thought that because he fell, that she was actually gonna jump off. Like, like he wasn't gonna make it. And so, but he gets up, and then he goes, and right as she jumps off, he catches her by the hand. And he's struggling to hold her until she's like looking up, like shocked to see him there. And so he's struggling to pull her up, and then he's just like praying, like, oh, let me, please let me save her, please let me save her. Just give me one and more like, ounce of strength. Yeah, give me one more ounce of strength. And then um, he's telling you, uh, Shoko, to at least hold on to the ledge. If she holds on to the ledge, he'll be able to pull her up. And so he's doing this for uh, for some time. And finally, she grabs onto the ledge, which gives him enough strength to pull her up. So he, as he pulls her up, he slips and he falls down into the, I think, like a riverbank. Yeah. Like he, he falls in, into a riverbank, and it like goes, like you see him like crash, and hit the bottom, and you just see all this blood like flowing up. Yeah, he's, he says, he makes a statement in his head. Um, it's so cold. It's so warm, and then you see the blood mm-hmm. just like envelop him, and his vision starts to fade to darkness, and he's like, I hope she's okay. He's only thinking about her in that moment. Mm-hmm. He's just like super selfish. He doesn't care what happens to him, because in all reality, this is what he wanted. He wanted to be gone, and he wanted to make it up to her. So in this mm-hmm. moment, he's self-sacrificing. He saved her life and sacrificed his own. He got his wish. And then he's even thinking to himself, like, wait a minute like was i still selfish in the end and he's like i still never apologized to her about what i did yeah he said all this stuff and i never truly apologized um 
but then we find out that he he doesn't die there. Uh, he's he's in a, a coma, uh, but he's he's alive still. Um, so it actually shows uh, Yuzuru and her mother at the waiting room because they don't know like what room he's in or anything. And his mom comes in with like a bag, I guess, of his clothes or something in case he wakes up so he can change. And they just they get down on all fours and just like crying. We're so sorry. They're crying. It's like it was my stupid sister. She wants to kill herself. We're so sorry that your son got involved in this. And it's just like a parallel to like earlier in the movie when when she was begging for forgiveness to Shoko's mother for his bullying. Mm-hmm. And then we get, which is you know after the attempted suicide, uh, one of the most powerful scenes, where Naoka is is beating Shoko up, beating and, the crap out of yeah, her. And Shoko's there with like a broken arm. Her arm is in a cast. And Naoka's just, like, going off on her and just beating the crap out of her. And Shoko's taking it because she honestly believes that it's her fault. Mm -hmm. Everything bad that happened to Shoya is her fault. And Naoka's enforcing this idea and just, like, beating on her. But then Shoko's mother comes and smacks the shit out of her. And they they go at it. Just adult and teenagers going at it. And, Bam, fight, and his fight. mom actually has to break it up. And um, they all go and they're, they're visiting him. And it's like over the course of a couple of days. He's out for a while. No. And then, no, but another powerful scene was too when Shoko literally crawls on her knees to Cho's mom. Yeah, I didn't want to bring that and, up. <laughs> and it, she's crying and she's begging for forgiveness. Yeah. I, wait, I, I don't know. Is she begging? She's really sorry. It, it's a powerful scene. It's a very, like I said, very hard scene to, to look at. It, like I said, this this moving, I was crying from beginning to end. I'm trying not to cry right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's super super powerful. Um, but yeah, he's he's out for a while, and they're coming to visit him, and uh, Naoka actually tries to monopolize his room and make it so that. Uh, only she can only have she, she can go in. Well, not even only she could go in, just basically so Shoko can't go in. Shoko, and it seems like she won't let the other ones in too. Because they're trying to let Shoko in. Like yeah. Steven Universe comes, and Shoko's right there, so she won't let him in. Um, and just like trying to monopolize him, even though he has stated that he like hates her. But you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then Shoko takes it upon herself to basically swap positions with him and now she's going around and gathering all their friends and seeking forgiveness on his behalf and um oh man I'm sorry you're okay <laughs> I know oh, boy. so so Shoko takes it upon herself to go and um get forgiveness from everybody else and as Shoko's going around, everybody is, you know, is realizing their faults. And um, she even, Shoko has a good, uh, a, a scene with uh, Sahara where Sahara was like, you, you know, like, he, there, there needs, like, there's no apology. Like, he's right. I, 
always run away and she's like I'm still running away and Shoko is like you can change that you can change that today yeah it's, and it's her, basically the turning point for everyone is, is these yeah. scenes and, and so who doesn't want to change is now she has to approach her several times yeah like to the point where like she's like standing like outside like in it, it, it like there's a lot of montage and so like Naoko, not not Naoko, uh Shoko is standing outside and it's like days like passing by. And so um finally uh Shoko is in her room and she's ha- and she's asleep and she's having a dream. Well no, I think it's it's uh Shoya that has the dream. They have a shared dream. You think it's a shared dream? Yeah, it's supposed to be a shared dream. Yeah, it's, just, it's so the, I'm trying to remember the con the context of the dream. It was basically like he slipped away. Oh yeah, because at the end he he was like, "This is the end, goodbye," something yeah. like that. Yeah. And so she wakes up in a panic and she like runs out of her room, and she runs to the spot where they always met up with, to feed the ducks. Yeah, and, and at the same she, time, he wakes from his coma. Basically yeah, he like, rips out his IVs and also runs to the same spot because he had the same vision. And they just meet up there. And it it's it feels emotional. And then they just like have this moment where they just start laughing because it's so ridiculous. You know what I just realized? What? We didn't talk about the moment where she tried confessing to him. Yeah, I know. I was gonna bring it up later. <laughs> it was so cute, but anyways. I, I wanted to yeah. get through the uh, try not to cry parts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do this then. But yeah, so they they meet up and um, they have a, a really good conversation, and you know, she apologizes, and but he's like, "There's no need to apologize," and that's when he's like, "You you know, I got apologize to you. I'm sorry for how I, I treated you back then." And they have a really good moment with each other. Yeah, they finally, finally forgive each other, and also in a way forgive themselves. Yeah. Because um, he, because he said he's like I used to have the same thoughts of you. He's like I tried, you know, ending my life, but he's like, but you have given me the reason to live. Yeah. And that's when I think too, she, uh, she came to realization that that she should live for him as well. You know. You're okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is just like basically the first step to recovery because recovery is a process. Um, it is, it is. But that this is a great step. Um, so some, some time passes because, well, I'm guessing some time passes because I doubt that he's just able to wake up from a coma and then just go home. Yeah, no. That, yeah, that, that doesn't he's, he's escorted back to the hospital. I'm sure he stays a couple days there. Uh but he's, he's able to go home, he's able to go back to school. And um, one thing that this movie skipped over that's in the manga is that Steven Universe wants to be a movie director and he wants oh, to yeah. film a movie. And like that's kind of happening in the background of this movie, but they never like really talk about it or spend any time on it. So it's kind of odd that it's such a big thing at the end. But it's uh-huh. they go to the school festival, which is happening, and he's supposed to unveil his movie there. We don't really get to see that in the movie, though. <laughs> I know. I was so disappointed. Like, that was, like, one of the big... 
because it was I mean in the manga it, it was more than one occasion that they always talked about the movie yeah it was, it was a big part of it in fact in the manga uh, one of the filming locations that they use for his movie is the old elementary school and Shoya has like a breakdown because he doesn't want to be there because of the memories involved with it I really gotta I gotta I really I really need to reread the manga so bad Um, so he's in school with Shoko and they're they're going through and he's like I'll show you my classroom and he opens the door to his classroom and everyone's like it's Shoya Shoya's back and they're like happy for him but he's like panicking and he just like slams the door shut and he runs to like the boys bathroom and he's just hanging out in a urinal and um that's when Steven Universe comes and has like a heart to heart with him and says like I forgive you you're my best friend come on Yasho we can do this together and they actually come out and he basically meets up with all his friends again and one by one he realizes that they forgive him and that they can move on from here like their friendship isn't gone and even even Naoko comes out and she's forgiven for what she's done and forgives him for anything that she might hold against him and she's still being like a little mean to um, Shoko, but she actually she calls her a moron or you know a Japanese baka, and she signs it to her, showing that she is acting a certain way. Her actions prove that she's trying to be better, and she's mm-hmm. trying to communicate with Shoko on a new level and try to understand mm-hmm. her better. And Shoko's just happy, and she just keeps signing baka. <laughs> yeah. Um. But then they they have this the scene where he's out outside of the school like still on the school grounds they're, they're in the festival and all these people are around him and they all have exes and it, it mimics the scene earlier where he's walking to class and he they all have exes he puts his, his hands over his ears because of all the noise and he, he does that and then like the music swells and, and you get a chill down your back and all at once the exes just fall and he starts crying and that's that's finally the moment that he forgave himself fully and he's able to accept that he's not a horrible person he can interact with these people they they're not talking about him they're just enjoying their lives and now he can enjoy his and the movie just ends there the manga goes beyond that but the movie ends yeah. there It's honestly such it's it's such a beautiful movie. That scene where like the music swells up and, and he's crying and, and all the axes drop, that is my favorite scene. Me too. It's one of my favorite scenes. The only scene I like, uh, like the second one after that would be uh, the attempted suicide and him saving her. Just because every time but- I see it, there's tension. Like I know he's gonna save her seen the movie mm-hmm. like 10 times but there's always tension in that scene it's it's done so well yeah i just wish that we would have gotten a little more like I, I i would have liked if they included even if they did like that corny like where are they now during the credits just to show like what i the know characters do afterwards Be- i mean like in the manga it goes further where we see shoko going off to college yeah and uh show is staying behind in the hometown or the home city but that's that's all we get like i want to see more like i want to see them reunite again here's here's uh show when he starts crying and everyone loses their ex 
worthless boy. Um, yeah, she's... So the funny thing is, his mother, right, she's a hairdresser. In, in the movie, we see a quick scene early on where Shoko is in, in like, a waiting seat to get her hair done. And... Yeah, and then she has, like, she's has leaves in her hair, too, I noticed. Yeah, because she's already being bullied. Yeah. Um, but that's, like, all we see of that. In the manga, it we actually see more. We see we see her getting her hair done. We see her doing Yuzuru's hair. Uh, we have a moment where, when she's little, um, she wants to get, like, a tomboy haircut from mm-hmm. uh, Shoya's mom. And her mom's like, no, you're getting a girl's haircut, and that's final, like, she's strict and mm-hmm. the Shoya's mom's like oh well you should let her do it I think it'll look cute and that's actually their first argument and kind of like shows the contention between them and their parenting styles uh-huh. um, but then uh-huh. yeah we, we see her doing Yuzuru's hair later on and as you said she goes off to college uh, she goes to Tokyo to, to go to college she actually goes to be a beautician she, she wants to be a hairdresser I totally forgot about that yeah wants to be a hairdresser uh and then you said earlier uh we skipped a, a certain scene the confession scene <laughs> the like, moon she, Shoko like gets like she fixes her hair she puts her hair in a ponytail and so she's trying to say it she's trying to speak to him and she's trying to say love but in, uh, in Japanese, uh, love is is almost like when you when it's being pronounced, it kind of sounds like moon. And so when you know English, it wasn't like that bad too. But when in Japanese, it just made a lot more sense of why he mixed up the moon. Yeah, that's like the love. one scene that really doesn't fit too well uh-huh. in the English dub, yeah. and they just make it so that she's like, "I love you." She's like, "Huh, the moon?" Yeah. But she's trying to say I love you to him in, with her voice and he can't like get it until he's he's like telling her he's like please sign sign but she's she doesn't want to she wants him to hear it yeah and so that's when he's like you're, you're talking about the moon and then she goes home upset and Yuzu's like what's wrong and she's like I confessed to him and she's like you did what and she's like but he didn't understand me and then Yuzu <laughs> just laughs yeah she, she like laughs it off uh, so I, I wrote a couple things here for me to bring up so I wrote down, bring up Shoya being a dick because of his sister. I talked about that. His sister was the wild child. Uh, bring up Nishimiya's asshole dad. I talked about that. Bring up the douchebag teacher storyline. We kind of touched on that, right? Yeah, we kind of touched on it. Uh, so, he, uh, like I said, they, they go back to the school to, to film. And he kind of has the breakdown and he sees the teacher there. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the teacher's still an asshole. All these years later, he's still the same. Like you said, he must like really hate his job. He must hate life in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's actually a scene where he's he goes to the school with Shoko, and the teacher sees them together, knowing full well what their past is. Mm-hmm. And like we don't get to see any development from this, but he has this moment of like, oh, he changed maybe I can too and it's supposed to be like an inspirational moment where like the side character is going to change but we're not going to mm-hmm. focus on him because he's an asshole teacher that nobody cares about he was a real big asshole like yeah. to everybody yeah uh but then do you remember 
the final scene of the manga? Wasn't the final scene when she goes off to college? No. I, then I don't remember. Because it actually goes beyond that. It, it, she comes back from college. I see. I don't remember that. Yeah. So the actual final scene is basically like they're invited to like an alumni day, like a school reunion, basically, for their elementary school where everything I, started. I did not remember that. And at this point, they basically both confess their love to each other, uh, but nothing has really come from it. Uh-huh. So. They get to the school, and they're, like, outside of the school gate. And he's fine. Like, he's a little worried, but for the most part, he's already moved on. It's not like the last time he went when he had a breakdown. Mm -hmm. But Shoko is nervous. And the last scene is literally them holding each other's hands and bracing as they walk through the school gate. Wait, they don't they don't touch up like on the other students? Nope. Oh, I mean I mean that's a good scene to end too. I wish I had gotten a little bit more. Oh yeah, this is it's this is one of those things that like no matter how much they give us, we're always gonna want more because we're so invested in these characters. There are like like they're lovable characters. Lovable. One hundred percent. This now we had we had talked before about uh, possibly doing Anastasia, right? Yeah. And I I gushed about how Anastasia was my favorite movie, and all this. Honestly, Anastasia is my favorite movie because of the nostalgia factor of it. If it wasn't for that, this would definitely be my favorite movie. I mean, sometimes I do say it's my favorite movie. Hmm. No, this is this is a good movie, guys. Like, highly recommend. Ten out of ten. Watch it. It, it like I said, there's trigger warnings, but it honestly is so worth the watch. Watch it, read it, whatever you want to do. Do both, honestly. No, seriously, do both because honestly, like I, the movie is good, but there's so much more context in the manga. Yeah. That definitely. just that just that makes more sense because I like I was telling Lizer I remember the first time when I watched it like um I, like I read the manga first and then I, I, I watched the movie and I remember when I watched the movie like I went on tumblr and I wrote like a freaking expo not an expo like a freaking uh, five paragraphs of what they missed in the movie that I wish that I wish they could have brought in. So you actually seriously. saw the movie before you read the manga, right? No, I read the manga before I saw the movie. Oh, really? Okay. So yeah, I read I, I read it before I saw the movie. For me, it was it, it actually started as a one shot manga, and the one shot basically covers the whole bullying ordeal, and ends with her leaving and him being bullied, and that was it. We never got to see him grown up. And dealing with anything in the manga. Ouch! That that's that's so bad. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, that's not like bad, bad, but I mean, like, that's that's sad, you know. So that that like, comes out. One. It's it's a hit. People love it. Um, she she won awards for for writing it and everything. Uh, like Japan, they have like the 
all the manga uh, titles and stuff. I think it was in Shonen Jump. What what is whatever Attack on Titan is in is what this one in. Um, and she got like best new writer award or something like that. And you know, in Japan, you have to work up the ladder. You don't get any like you did so well. We're gonna put you on your own thing. So she had, she's a, she was actually forced to work on someone else's manga for the next five years, basically. And as soon as she was done with that, she just dived headfirst into making a silent voice, the manga. And that was like a couple of years. I think it's like three thousand pages in total, or something like that. And it was just a massive hit. It went crazy. When the when the one shot was originally released, it was crazy, even here in America. Like people heard about it and they were talking about it all the time. But it was just that one shot. You never got anything more. So when we finally got more, people were so excited that they just they just ate it up. And that's how we got this amazing movie. And sadly, you know, they have to cut out a lot of stuff that's considered fat. Backstory with certain characters. We don't go too in depth with their issues and how they relate to one another. We don't hear about what happens after high school. Mm-hmm. You get all that in the manga. Uh, so basically, you know that rambling. I'm telling you, read the manga. <laughs> read the manga seriously. Um, I don't. I like. I don't remember how it. It was the series was brought up, but I remember Lizer talking to me about, it and he was always like, "Read the manga." read the manga and I was like I'm gonna read the manga <laughs> so Liza is the one that actually got me to read the manga and I was like holy crap thank you for recommending this to me yeah and you know, oh big surprise Liza brought up something dealing with depression and that's how he relates to it ha 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 uh, but honestly if, if you feel any of these emotions sometimes it's hard to let things out on your own and you just have to find an outlet reading this watching it whatever you choose to do maybe both this is a great way to get it all out because sometimes you need to feel emotions i know that there's a lot Mm -hmm. of people whether they're my age older younger that have this idea of i can't show emotion because that means i lost don't do that don't and you know it it's really unhealthy because i i grew up in a household where i was not allowed to show emotion literally emotions to my parents were was a weakness and it's not it's not a weakness so if you can't do it yourself or if you don't want to do it yourself do something like this watch something like this it doesn't have to be this as much as i would like for everyone to watch this movie or read this manga everyone's different they have their own things that they're into find your outlet find your outlet and just pour yourself into it and I don't know if I can speak with for Lizer, but if you want someone to talk to, I'm here. You can always DM me. I'm Celeste Overdrive. I'm o- I always have an ear. I'll always listen. Yes, and her phone number is eight one eight. Um, yeah. Um, when this movie came out, I don't think it was directly at the same time, but there was another movie that came out around the same time that people were comparing them to even though the material is actually different they're not about the same thing but it was called your name dude your name is a good movie too but has nothing to do with this like at all at all but people were constantly comparing it 
and literally different like premises different yeah they're nothing alike but it the thing that always got to me was people like your name is so much better than a silent voice and i'm like no no it's not because i actually sat through your name i sat through it i how do i word this i went in without trying to compare it to anything mm -hmm. i found your name to be incredibly boring. I liked your name. I didn't say I didn't like it. No, it's funny because it sounds like I'm saying I like your name. Oh, Lyser's a great name. <laughs> <laughs> I like your name too. Uh, thank you, Celeste. Yeah. Um, I, I liked it. I just didn't like... I didn't fully like the execution. I found it boring. I felt like it dragged on. Now, this movie, no. I, can, I can admit that it... it you know, in some places, it might go a little long, but this mm -hmm. this is this one is grounded in reality where your name really isn't. Mm -hmm. So I can your, accept your, it in this movie. No, yeah, your name is it. It's actually like, like honestly, it's more like fantasy. Yeah, like it has had fantasy elements to it. Yeah, absolutely. But um, but no, uh, a silent voice is definitely one that hits home. And it, it deals with real life problems and real life situations. <sighs> this was a this was a hard podcast to get through. I'm proud of you. Thanks, man. I knew you could do it. Oh boy, there was a there was a point in here. I'll admit it to everyone listening. There was a point in here where I muted my microphone so I can let a little bit out. This one, okay. this one really hits home. Uh, but now you have the honors for next week. My, I'm gonna pick something upbeat. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought long and hard because I was like, we are, I mean, th this week is really hard. And so I thought long and hard and I was like, you know what? We've been doing anime for a while. And even the ones that were non-anime still kind of had, like, anime-based elements to it. Uh-huh. So, I'm pulling away from the anime and going straight into animation. Uh, this one's a Netflix original series. Can you guess what it is? Uh, Beastars Season 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's still anime! <laughs> oh, You're wrong. Okay. We, we are going to watch The Dragon Prince. The Dragon Prince? Yes. Now here's a funny little thing. Okay, let's hear it. I've watched The Dragon Prince. Really? I love The Dragon Prince. Dude, I love The Dragon Prince too. What the hell? I didn't know this shit. Yeah? Oh yeah. I've watched it. It was funny. I didn't know. Holy crap. Me and Liza are friends, but there's still a lot of things we don't know about each other. Yeah, we don't we don't hit each other up over every little thing we watch. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. Like, I, I, I am surprised by this. So. I, I never finished it, is the thing. Like, I watched all of season one, and I think I saw all of season two. Like, I legit was ready to be like, okay, the animation at first is sketchy, but it's such a good series, but now I don't have to go on that spiel. Uh, it kind of relates to this one, huh? Relates to what? A 
a silent voice. The Dragon Prince? Yeah. I mean, they're... Because oh, we have a character that speaks in sign language. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The <laughs> The at I I totally forgot about the at. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about like that. I thought it was like um uh, I thought you were talking about like um elements like no, at no, no. Like, story based. <laughs> I thought you were talking about story based. I'm like, wait a minute, what's story based? Depression. I'm like, I don't remember depression. I don't remember this. Yamate, could you stop? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but there is somebody in there who uses sign language. She's a badass, just like Shoko. Just like Shoko. <laughs> but she's um, super sassy. Yes. So and she's a badass. Uh, we'll see you guys next week for Dragon Prince Study. Watch it, you guys, if you want to stay on topic with us. Yeah. But until then, bye. Bye.